welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media. And today my power woman is a very special person. Emma DeVito, CEO of Village Care. So welcome. I'm so happy, Emma, to have you with me today. Thank you, Vicki. We are really delighted to uh, be here today and uh, we're really appreciative of you giving us the time. Well, I'm very proud of you and your accomplishments. And I just wanted us to share with our listeners just a little tint of where and who influenced you to be who you are today. Well, you know, I, as, as a young child, I, I came from Cuba with my family and my grandmother uh, always lived with us. You know, my parents went to work and she was a person that was home when we got home from school. And I want to say that she was a, a real big influence in my life. She was a very, um, she loved to read. Uh, she taught me how to cook. She taught me um, how to knit. I've forgotten a lot of it, but uh, she did. Uh, she did teach me, and um, she was a person who really always said, "You you have to treat people the way you want to be treated." Education was really important, and uh, just really being respectful, and um, you know, kind of being responsive and responsible. Uh, and we were responsible for studying and for helping around the house. And um, you know, I think she really had uh, tremendous influence you know, me growing up and, and kind of how I, I kind of how I turned out. Well, I think, you know, you glossed over it, but you said you were born in Cuba. When did you come to the States? I came, I'm trying to remember, it was like mid to, mid to late 60s. And um, how you know, old we, were you? How I, old were you? I was 11, 11 or 12, just about turning 12. Um, you know, we were sponsored by my my uncle who had lived here for many, many years before. And, um, you know, it was politically uh, the situation in Cuba because of communism. So we were refugees. We were political refugees. And uh, this is how I got here. Well, you know, you, you gloss over it lightly. I know as a child of 11 or 12, you know, being a political refugee is a word. But I must believe that it had a trauma on you to get lifted out of your whole environment, your world, and come to mm -hmm. a new world. And did you speak English perfectly? Because you speak perfect English. I'd never know you were born someplace else. Well, not so perfect. But I have to tell you that one of the challenges, I think one of the first challenges is the language because we did not speak English. And it was, it was difficult. It was difficult to learn and, you know, and um, I used to cry because I went to school and didn't understand what anybody was doing and I wanted to do well in school. And my mother said, we can't go back. And she bought me a dictionary, English, Spanish dictionary. So I used to translate my homework and all my assignments and then do it in Spanish and then translate it back. And after I did that, for a little bit, I said, you know, this has got to stop. It's taking me forever. I, I better learn. And, um, you know, I, I, I had to. And I, I want to say that, you know, I learned. I mean, and I think as a child, I think your mind is so much more, you're like a little sponge, you know, you, you learn. And, and my parents wanted us to practice so that they could learn. So uh, we try to speak English at home and practice what we learned in school. So it was, it was a very uh, collaborative effort. Um, then once my sister and I learned how to speak English, then we would talk real fast so they wouldn't understand what we were saying. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, kids, right? This is what kids do. But it was, I think, one of the, the challenging parts of being an immigrant and coming to a country where you don't speak the language is that really culturally, you have to learn the culture, but also you have to learn the language. You know, someone told me that they learned the language by listening to TV. Did you use that as a tool? That is true. And I have to tell you the story. Um, my dad, who out of everybody, he said he knew how to speak English the best. So I remember we would be watching TV and we would say, what are they saying? What are they saying? And he would tell us. And then once we learned, we realized that he was making it up. A lot of the story that was really happening, he was making it up. So, but yes, you, you, you know, um, and at the time, you know, I think they were, you know, they didn't have the, the programs that they have today in school, you know, the bilingual programs and all of that. And even though I think that is helpful, you don't have a choice. You just have to learn. And, and I think that that's one of the ways that I did learn. I was forced. And, and you know, after a while, it was really, um, I wanted to learn and I wanted to improve and not only just to say things right, but, you know, expand the vocabulary and, and try to, um, to try to sound, you know, normal like the other kids. Well, you're very sounding very normal and your huge success being the CEO of a huge healthcare company, Village Care. So tell me about what you're doing now and how did you get to be CEO? Well, you know, everything in life is a little journey. So I, I went to Village uh, in 91. So I've been there like 31 years. So it's been quite, quite, a, quite a journey. I started, my background is in finance. So I was um, chief financial officer for a good number of years. And then I had the opportunity to work in operations, which I really loved because I got to go out with the nurses and visit the patients. And, you know, it was a really, it was a great learning experience for me to really understand what happens and, you know, the work that the nurses and others do, uh, which I have tremendous respect for them because it's not really easy work. And then uh, the opportunity came uh, a little bit more than 10 years ago and I applied for the role. I said, what the heck, you know, I'm gonna throw in my hat. And um, they went through um, a process and, you know, I was awarded the, uh, the opportunity and I'm really very grateful. So I know that Village Care serves a particular niche in the healthcare market. Talk to me about what it is that uh, would be the kind of uh, person that you can help. So typically, you know, for us, um, you know, the senior community has been really our mission for over 45 years. Um, you know, seniors, um, we all know, is, 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 it's the population that is growing the most. People live a lot longer today than they did many years ago. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of individuals are not necessarily wealthy. Uh, they have their Medicare, they have their Medicaid. Um, you know, it's difficult to navigate all of those requirements to get access to care, to get services. So we really want to make sure that our seniors that sign up with us, Village Care Max, um, not only have opportunity to access care, but the right type of care and that we can support them. So providing transportation, you know, it's hard to get an appointment, but then how do you get there? Not everybody can take the subway. Not everybody has the money to take an Uber. So we really provide transportation. We make sure that if somebody needs to have a companion to go with them, we can facilitate that. If someone needs a little bit of support, 
to go food shopping or some personal care that we can have somebody come to their home uh, and in a safe way, provide that service, meals. You know, a lot of times we think everybody has access. No, they don't have access to meals. So we want to make sure that people have the, the you know, meals that are healthy and nutritious. Um, so our job is really to support and facilitate and ensure that our seniors really have access and get the services that they need. One of the big things the seniors, you've hit on it, was this business of isolation. Mm-hmm. And- you mean that they can get out and how you help with all the chaos of all the killings that are going on in our sadly reported this past week, there is a tendency for depression to set in. Do you have mental health services as part of the care? We do. And the other thing that I think you touch on a very important point, because during COVID, I think it was just so clear that that isolation uh, was awful, was awful for so many people, never my seniors, it was awful for everybody, but seniors in particular. So we partner with uh, providers that have daycare, adult services, you know, whether it's a, um, uh, a, a more of a medical model or a social model, what people can, can participate. So they have activities, um, they have games, they get uh, lunch. Um, so we do partner with a number of community providers. And then we can, if, if the member is interested in participating, we then are able to facilitate the transportation, get them to the social day where they can socialize. And then we also have, you know, our nurses and member services that will touch base with the member and call the member and make sure that, you know, how are you doing today? Did you go to the social day? Did you go to the doctor? Is everything okay? So I think it's just that check-in and that kind of personal touch, high touch, I think is really important. Well, I think, you know, you are providing a critically needed service and Village Care has proven to be successful. And you have climbed the ladder to success being the CEO. Could you share with me some thoughts of, I call them the secrets to success, but actually how we could help other people to be successful? What did it take that you would pass on to our listeners? I think education is really important. And I think, you know, I really try to encourage our employees to take advantage. We have a tuition reimbursement program, even if it's just, you know, you want to take a course, you don't necessarily have to have a degree. But I think education is is really, really important. I also think that you you have to be persistent and you have to be uh, focused, right? You have to have some focus on what it is you want to do. And I think at Village, it's really, we have an amazing team of people that are really committed, um, that really care, uh, that have empathy and and compassion uh, and respect. So I I really do think that that is kind of our secret sauce. You know, it's interesting when you say about being persistent. I know that you were with the company how many years before you became? Yeah, so I stuck at it. I'm I'm here. And, you know, as I said, it's been a journey. And I think we all have kind of our own journey and um, you want to take advantage of the opportunities that present, you know, come up to you. And sometimes you have to kind of look for those opportunities. So that's where the persistence and resilience comes in. Because I think also knowing that you have been with this company for maybe two decades and where you 
know that there were opportunities to help you stand out. There were a lot of people who've worked there a long time, but you stood out from the crowd by becoming this CEO. Well, you know, I think it was an opportunity that presented itself. And, you know, like anything else, you have to prove yourself, right? You have to show that you can do it, uh, that you're ready. And I think that certainly you have to have skills, but you also need to bring people along with you that really support you and have the skills that you don't have that complement you. So really developing, I, I feel very strongly, we have an amazing team of people that all bring different skills to the table. And I think that's been extremely successful for the organization. That's really, in my opinion, that is the, the, the success of Village Care, the caring, uh, the commitment, but also the success of really smart people that really want to make a difference. And, and you know, when you want to make a difference, I think it's a little bit different. Yes, we all have to go to work. You know, we, we all need a job, but I think when you really care and you really want to see something change, I think that brings an extra pump of, of you know, um, desire and commitment and perseverance. Well, I think you have something you didn't mention, but I feel it through the vibrations and that's called passion, mm. the passion for what you do. And I am so grateful to have had this time with talking to Emma DeVito, who is and has become the CEO of Village Care. Thank you so much, Emma, for being with us today. This Thank is, you so much. This is Victoria Schneps from Schneps Media. Till next time, bye now. Bye.